Good morning, good evening, good night, wherever you are in the world. My name is Tiana, and welcome back to another very special episode of From the Field to the Track. As always, I am joined by my lovely co-host and best friend, Katie. Katie, you're in a different setup friend, Katie. Katie, you're in a different setup today. How are you? Annie, tell us where you are. I am very tired. <laughs> um, so today marks two weeks since moving to university. As Tiana pointed out, I'm in a very different backdrop. This is my university hall room. Um, I've been here for two weeks, had classes for a week. And I was saying, I was um, with family tonight, and I was saying, I don't think I've had a full eight hours sleep without, like, waking up or something in two weeks. So I, I'm tired, and I'm just, I'm just getting over a cough. But we soldier on. I'm very happy to be here and to be touching base back on from the field of track with Tiana. Tiana, you have had a very busy couple of days. How are you? I am great. As you can tell, I have no voice. Um, yeah, you did that all without your mic. That was <laughs> I didn't realize. Wait, can you hear me? I could hear you perfectly fine. I was like, and then you reached for the mic, and then I was like, oh wait, you. Just, I'm keeping that in. I'm sorry. I'm keeping all of this in. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's, this is how tired I am. She, she connected her mic as well and then just did not speak into it at all that is hilarious but yeah so I've had a big couple of days not as big as Katie's couple of days but I've had some pretty big days um as you can tell I have no voice I've had no voice in the past two episodes because we're filming mm. I'm filming these episodes back to back and before anyone like comes at me for Katie not being in the last episode because I know everyone loves Katie Katie was busy, so she could not join me. And it was also 11 o'clock at night at Katie's time. When you open up, um, when you release that episode, I will release the footage of what I was doing when you were filming. (laughs) Um, I was was somewhere. But, um, yeah, I think you guys filmed at 11 o'clock and I – didn't get to bed that night until three o'clock, but I was I, I was not home. <laughs> but that's okay. she, 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 yeah. We we Katie needs to live her life, so you know we gotta we gotta give respect with respect is due. But the real reason I lost my voice is from Taylor Swift. Um, oh my god, I I was showing Katie the videos before. I literally have lost my voice from screaming a list of it. I think I posted on my Instagram story just so that people would know how I lost my voice. And yeah. Do I have any regrets? No, I have no regrets. If I went back in time, I would do it again. So I'm I'm hyped, I'm excited. But also, there's also something very exciting happening this week. And that is the return of F1 fans' personalities. Formula One is returning to our screen. We are defrosting. This, we are, we are. This Sunday morning, our time, New Zealand, Australia time, and this Saturday, local time. I am so excited. I genuinely... I've been waiting for this day since since the season ended because yeah. I, I've been hyped, I've been excited. Katie, how are you feeling for the upcoming season of from Formula One? Listen, it's kind of crept up on me because it feels like this past two weeks has been six months or maybe even a day. <laughs> like I, I, I have no concept of time anymore. And I was sitting um, last night talking to a friend and he was like, oh, I think F1's back soon, eh? And I was like, is it? And I looked at my phone, I was like, oh, yeah this time next oh, week yeah. we will be watching the Bahrain Grand Prix and he was okay and I was okay well that's exciting and like I was out both nights that there was testing so yeah I've kind of been out of the F1 loop and in my like 
other like the other side of my life loop so I'm excited to kind of relax a little bit and spend a bit more time in bed watching some bracing will be will be very cleansing for me um how are you feeling about it I'm excited I'm genuinely like I said I've been looking forward to this day since the season ended last year I'm also like I've heard a lot of, unlike Katie, I did get to tune into some of testing, although it is very hard with testing because especially the first two days, which were the two days that I watched because day three I was at Taylor Swift, um, the first two days of testing aren't really like proper, like you won't be able to see like the full potential of the cars, if you know what I mean. They're just kind of doing like setups and trying to make sure that everything's working properly, what's working, what's not working, all of that kind of jazz, you know what I mean? So no one's really showing their full potential. And I don't think anyone will really show their full potential until FP1 and Bahrain. Like genuinely, it's still going to be a mystery to us whether Red Bull are actually that aren't as fast or are they just sandbagging? Like, that's something that's, like, living right free in my mind at the moment is, is Red, is Red Bull actually going to be that good again? Because I've seen a lot of rumours that apparently the RB20 was on, like, power-saving mode um, during testing, and I was, like, you're joking. The RB20 still, like, managed to do pretty good times. If it's on power-saving mode, I'm a bit stressed. But yeah. nevertheless, we sold your... I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what this year brings. Obviously, it's a new season. It's new dawn. We're going to, obviously, I think for a lot of teams, especially, not not that the grid has changed, but we're looking towards 2025, 2026, when the new regulations get introduced. We're going to have some pretty interesting seasons of Formula 1 upcoming, especially with the 2024, 2024 silly season that has gone, ar- gone around even before the season actually started. So That's I cannot crazy. wait for yeah. the actual silly season to begin. But mm-hmm. Katie... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you, like you said, you've had a pretty big few days, but also a really big thing has come out over the past few days. And that was the new season of Drive to Survive. Have you managed to catch any clips or even some episodes of Drive to Survive? And if you haven't, just let me know. Uh, no. So no spoilers, please. I mean, I, this is what I said to my friend the other day. He was like, sent me a, a Snapchat of him watching Drive to Survive. And I said, don't spoil the show for me. And he was like, Katie, you watched the whole entire season. It's not, this isn't like a spoiler alert type thing. You going. lived the show, like, oh, my friend. I lived the show. But um, I will be tuning in. I think I'm just going to, because last year I, I binged it all in like a day and a half. This year it's definitely going to be like half an episode to an episode a night just before I go to sleep. Um mm-hmm. Because otherwise I'm just not going to be able to do it. And I, I will spend my time just binging it instead of doing my very important schoolwork, which I'm here to do. And believe it or not, even though I seem like all I ever do is go out at the moment. I don't. I promise I have not been going out that much. Um, I've been hanging out with friends and stuff, just like in our rooms. But I've also been doing a lot of studying as well. So I promise, mum, if you're listening, I, I've been doing a lot of uni work as well. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is Katie's plea. Guys, stay in school, do your work. Yeah. She, she's, she's an advocate for that. It, it, it'll, it'll serve as a good reminder to me. I'll watch them drive to survive and be like, one day if you really knuckle down and you do That'll your work, you. maybe I'll be able to be one of the cool people on drive to survive. Yeah. You will be, you will be. I think mm-hmm. something, like in my mind, I've only watched the first three episodes, so I watched the one about Aston Martin. So the first episode's about Aston Martin, the second episode's about the whole Alpha Tauri situation, and then the third episode yes. is on McLaren. And I think my favourite episode out of all three had to be the second one, of obviously, about really? Alphatari, because it was so interesting to me to see 
um everything that like happened like obviously for us it was so shocking but like obviously we there was rumors about nick being under pressure but it was never like oh like they're never they're not just gonna get rid of him like that's not something you would do and i think something that made me really confused as well was the fact that christian horner and alpha tauri ceo kind of expecting nick kind of expected Nick DeVries to step into like a leadership role in Formula One and be like the leader in the team with Yuki which I think is such an unrealistic expectation of Nick DeVries especially considering this was his rookie year and although he was 28 and he was experienced in Formula 2, Formula 3, Formula E I don't think that was warranted in a way like like what do you think do you think that was warranted in the sense that like he he had that pressure to be on him and go straight into like a leadership role. Well, I do think it was a like a unique situation. Obviously, lots of drivers just transfer from the F two, which is very much like I know that's like going from you know it's more of a like a, a step up rather than like a lateral step in terms of like an FE to a to an F one, and I guess in a way, um. Just, you know, you just close your curtains there, Tiana. No problem. Sorry, I just, like, um, the glare from my glasses was getting a bit annoying. <laughs> nevertheless. Um, yeah, so I think that, no, that is unrealistic. You are still a rookie. You still are learning. Like, everyone is com- obviously going to, every single form of motorsport is completely different to each other. Um, every car is different, blah, 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 blah. You can't get someone to step in and be like, okay, yeah, you're, versus someone who'd been racing for, two years already yeah yeah and that's my thing like at the end of the day I think Nick DeVries was unfairly treated in Alpha Tauri like I think but once again they even my favorite part of like that episode was they got Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly to talk about Red Bull and I was just sitting there like cackling like it was hilarious to me that because they were like oh it's like a cutthroat environment I'm like yeah because you both got like kicked out and like I'm like thank god Netflix is like making us listen to like the actual horrific team that red bull is sometimes all for all the good that red bull is as a team they do some horrific things to their drivers but also there was a bit of a controversy with drive to survive and by controversy i say an outrage with f1 fans especially female f1 fans when danica patrick's appears on our screens about 15 minutes into the first episode look i i love females in motorsport i love them but do i love danica patrick's no um i'm sorry i'm sorry to the who that offends I just think if you're that influential as a person and a figure in Formula One or even motorsports in general and you're using your platform to kind of say um, it's it, it's like women, like talk negatively in that sense about women in motorsport, I don't think you, I don't think you're a good ambassador and I think Netflix really dropped the ball on there because there are so many other amazing women and if you wanted a female driver's perspective, um. Danica hasn't even raced an F1. She hasn't tested an F1 car. She hasn't raced an F1. So her import is kind of invalid to us. Whereas you could have someone like Susie Wolf, Jess Hawkins, their Naomi Schiff, all of these people, even Marta Garcia won the F1 Academy title. They have more experience in F1 cars than Danica Patrick's does. And they have also never said anything bad and used their platform to speak negatively about females motorsport. And once again, I say, if all else fails, um, get Max Futrell on the show because I think Max Fut- I'm Max Futrell's number one fan. I think that he would absolutely be amazing in that because he tested F1. He drove an F2 and his best friend's Lando Norris. So I think that's the most experience you can really get. Like, I, I don't know. I think that's what I think. I, I'm starting a petition to get Max Futrell on Drive to Survive and all those in favor. Anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, anyway, so Katie's you to make sure that I don't get sidetracked. So, Bahrain. Yeah, well, I'm just saying it's very exciting. It's exciting. Drive to Survive, always very exciting. Obviously, we've lived through this season. I think next season of Drive to Survive is going to be so much better because it's going to cover the, like, excellent slow season that we're about to have. Um, mm-hmm. So I can't wait for that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I will definitely be tuning in. And when I have found the time to watch all the episodes, I will um, report back and let you guys know. I'm either on here or on TikTok probably. Sorry, I, got to, I had to go on there. I don't know why. Okay. Mate, we are just <laughs> we are, we are so just out treading of water. We are just <laughs> trying to keep our head above the water and put this together for you guys. We literally much we love you. I'm kidding. Um, okay, Bahrain, Bahrain, the Bahrain Grand Prix. I am so excited. Mm, like, like, it's like coming we up. said, it is. It's this Saturday. This Saturday for I don't know people who live in Bahrain. Nobody. And yeah, I mean people who live in Bahrain. It would probably be Saturday, my friend, or people who live in the same time zone. I'm pretty sure for a large majority of people, it's actually a Saturday race. Why just? <laughs> Oh my god! Okay, the wheels are full, like fully off the bus. <laughs> yes, it will be Saturday, but it will be Sunday here, four a.m. Um, it's gonna pop off in my room. It's gonna pop off in my room. We're gonna we're gonna set up my computer. Um, yep. Actually, we could actually put it on the, should, the like the TV. You could get a massive projector. Room. I reckon you should get no, like, a massive we have a projector. TV. Yeah, um, but I think it'll be four a.m. and my flatmates won't appreciate me like putting a projector rub or having the TV. So we might have to watch it with our headphones on. That's um, cute. I'll have a couple mates around probably. Made That's around. nice. Yeah. That's always good. I'll be watching it in yeah. my room alone but because it'll be 2 a.m. Um, but anyways, Bahrain, are we – what are your kind of like thoughts? Do you think that Red Bull is sandbagging it hard and like we're going to see the Max Verstappen dominance again? Or do you ultimately think it's going to be someone else and we're going to see a new era of maybe even a closer championship? Or do you think mm. – like I want to know what you think is going to happen, what your Bahrain predictions are. I think you'd be naive to think that Rebel isn't going to carry the momentum they gathered last season into this season. They all they already had the leg up. Um, yeah. Where t- other teams were starting from – not necessarily scratch, but, you know, they – they were starting from a step down. Um, Red Bull was already there. They were kind of building rather than trying to catch up and then build. Um, I do think they're going to come out of the blocks firing. I think Max Verstappen will be on the podium unless something goes really, really wrong. We're talking about like Bahrain in 2022 or 2023. Yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah, well, he just DNF. Oh, no, 2022. Sorry. 2022. He didn't DNF in 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in, in 2022. Okay. Sorry. Get off the mic, Tiana. You're not so okay. suitable for this job if you can't remember your facts. Okay. Okay. Uh, Nevertheless, yes, I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, that wasn't the question. Yes, I think that Red Bull is going to do very well. What do you think, Tiana? Um, look, here's my thing. I've, I've, I've been keeping up to date on like testing and stuff like that. And something that we're seeing is a lot of Ferrari dominating kind of like, like Ferrari actually led the final day of testing, obviously with Charles Leclerc. But something that does need to be noted is that Ferrari have had horrific luck in testing because how does this manage that? Like if I had a dollar for every single time a Ferrari driver's floor was broken by a drain, I would have $2 and it's not a lot it's of money weird that it happened twice, but it's just weird that it happened twice. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. And they have to replace the entire floor of Carlos Sainz's car again. How unlucky is that? And then they have to oh stop. Te- like, and that's my thing. Like 
once again, testing really has shown us everything and nothing at the nothing. same time. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. You're right in the sense of saying you would be absolutely dumb to try and go anywhere else than saying Max Verstappen wins or Max Verstappen and Sergio Perez are on the podium. I think that is a huge, like, Red Bull have spent so much time working towards this car. Like, they literally started working towards a 2025 car mid-2023. Sorry? Like, teams, they have the luxury that other teams don't because they can, Max Verstappen could have essentially lost every brace and still would have been world driver's champion. You know what I mean? At 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 a point in the se- at, at at some point oh. in the season, sorry. Like, but okay, no, <laughs> that's not how No, 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 that's not how that works. But I also anticipate Ms. McLaren being very strong. I don't know why I'm a McLaren girl at heart, so I want McLaren to do well, but I also think Ferrari is going to be in there. I think we're going to see the same. Oh god. The wheels are truly well and truly falling off the bus this episode. And my hair's just going to be like this now. That's fine. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think we're going to see the same like kind of fight depends with Aston. I don't know about Aston Martin. I haven't really no. seen much from them, but they're not a player. Be... They're not a player, but even like the you, what were you doing there? Like he was P3 in testing. So like the, like, okay. But again... Danny Rick was cooking. Yeah. Danny Rick always cooks though. That's my thing. Like Danny Rick's waiting for that, like call up from Christian Horner and just be like, Hello, hello, bestie. Yeah, but I am really anticipating a Red Bull win. Maybe we get a McLaren and a Ferrari on the podium. Maybe even mm-hmm. a Mercedes. But I really hope it's not a Max Verstappen win because I really want someone else to win. Like I just Go need ahead. it. I just so need... is that your predicted podium? Um, no. Wait. Okay, you go first with your predicted podium. Okay. Who's racing? In... Okay. Um, Max. Who's... Yep. Who's racing? Max, Charles, yep. Chico. Okay. That's a good podium. Safe. safe that, that is safe, a very safe, safe podium. Can I also predict that I reckon Danny Rick's getting decent points? Top seven. Top, top, you're thinking higher than P7. Wow. No, I'm saying top seven. Oh, okay. So P7 or higher. Yeah, so top, so higher than, yeah, that's what, I, that's exactly word for word what I said, but okay. No, I said P7 or higher, and you said yeah, higher said than top, P7. Yes, so that's. Which is different, okay. that's anyways, not including P7. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Anyways, I think my podium is going to be Max Verstappen. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is hard. Charles Me Leclerc. Claren. Me, Claren. And then Lando Norris. Good. All him. just get all It'll of the all the besties up there, but not only. And I think those. I think those are very. I, th- I think those are very like fair podiums for of, like considering the way that last season ended and this season has kind of looked and shaped to be. And I also think Ferrari are going to be way more settled than they were last year. Obviously, I know it sucks for Carlos. It's his last season in Ferrari, but they've also locked mm-hmm. down Charles Leclerc now, and they've they've got their twenty twenty five driver lineup kind of set, and they want. They want to send off Carlos Sainz with a good year. So I think, obviously, I think the same with Merck. I think I they think, will. I think, yeah. And I think that's something that, in my mind, Merck are going to, not that they don't actively try, but I think Merck are going to try that a little bit harder this year to get Lewis that eighth because, hmm. you know, they want to send him off in a, in, a, in, a winning, in a winning way. And I think Toto Wolff has said several times that they still believe that they can give Lewis Hamilton the eighth world champion and... I think that maybe this might be the year if all works out for them. So I think that's very fair. But alongside F1, we have the amazing 
return of the feeder series in Formula 2 and Formula 3. We have a lot of new faces on the Formula 2 grid. The Formula 3 grid, we don't really like to talk about a lot because there's like 30 drivers on that grid. Good luck trying to remember all 30 drivers. Same as every other year. Yeah, I know, but like I just I haven't had time to they really They also don't do as F3. many races as well, so it's harder to like learn their names. Yeah, and then they do but then when they do race it's always like the same like kind of group of people. Like I love Formula mm. 3, don't get me wrong, but yes, I think it's just easier for me to remember Formula 1 and Formula 2 sometimes. Okay. Right. So there's a lot of new faces on the Formula 2 grid, as I said. Correct. We're talking about a large majority of the grid being rookies because we had an absolute clean-out of the grid last year. And we talk- And I'm really excited for this new era of Formula 2. As Katie and I have talked about, um, the, new, the, the Formula 2 season of 2024 brings along a brand-new car. Obviously, we have, we have said several times, and a lot of the drivers even who have raced in Formula 2 across time have said that that Formula 2 car is essentially undrivable and they don't know how people drive it because it is insanely hard to because of the lack of power steering and stuff like that. However, the new Formula 2 car promises to be really good and really interesting. It still doesn't have power steering, but <laughs> we sold your own. And I think it's easier for them to drive. Just but... the lack of power steering is really going to be – there is no power steering on the new car. Yeah, on, on either car, but anyways – but I'm excited for Formula 2 and Katie. What are your predictions for the Formula 2 kind of season? What do you think is going to happen? Your 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 kind of input on that. Um, Yeah, as you said, it's hard to kind of place where everybody's going to be. All eyes are obviously going to be on Kimi and Tonelli this uh, coming weekend, as they will be the whole entire season. Um, definitely going to be a hot new name. Um, yeah, it's going to be very exciting season. Um, it'll be interesting to see after a pretty strong year for ART last year, how they kind of carry that momentum forward because it's, I think it's probably harder, um, where an F1 constructor can kind of carry that momentum forward is possibly a little bit harder for an F2, well, F2 team to do kind of the same just because they like, you you know, the car is obviously the same, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it would be interesting to see what he, I don't really have any like hard predictions. I think if two is really hard to predict, what, yeah. do you have any people who you think are just going to have really, really strong seasons? Rookies are excited to see anything like that. I think I've said this before. I, I, I've always died on this hill and I think I will always die on this hill that Kimi Antonelli was always going to be Lewis Hamilton's replacement, and I'm going to be surprised if he's not Lewis Hamilton's replacement in 2025. Okay. And that's purely because from when Kimi Antonelli, like I have followed Kimi Antonelli's like career since I got into Formula One or rather Junior Series, which was back in 2022. Always, I thought Kimi Antonelli is one of the few rookies or few junior juniors in the academy of Mercedes. Obviously, they had Fred and they had Paul, but in my mind, they still Kimi had Fred. And they, yeah, and Fred is still there and he is still the reserve driver for the 2024 season. Obviously, they've gained Mick Schumacher as well. But in my mind, from the time that I've known Kimi Antonelli, he has always been the next Lewis Hamilton, the thing that Mercedes have invested so much time, so much energy and so much effort into. They wouldn't invest that much. And I always go back to this point of you would not drop Paul Aaron from your driver academy, another driver in your driver academy, in favour of another driver if he was not going to be your next big thing. Like, by dropping Paul Aaron, they have kind of said, oh, like, we're, we we think that you're a good driver, 
but we need more money to focus on, say, someone like Kimi and Tadali. You know what I mean? And I think that's always been in my mind. And Kimi Tadali is a very good racing driver. Like, there is no denying that. And also, mm. I've seen so many comments and videos are saying we don't want to hype him up and then, like, him not perform in the t- Formula 2 2024 season. I'm like, yeah, that makes 100% sense. Like, I understand that completely. But at the end mm. of the day, like, he is a very talented race car driver and his times and testing and stuff... His time, his testing times and stuff have, have shown that where he's essentially outperformed his teammate Oli Behrman, who has raced in Formula Two a season before, whether or not it's the same car or not. We're talking about him finishing P five and Oli's finishing P fifteen. That is a whole ten place separation between them both. And once again, I say it is a brand new car. I do understand that, but at the end of the day, mm. Oli Behrman is a bit more experienced in Formula Two. But people have always said that Oli's very good at like adapting to new machinery. Which, yeah. like, backs up your point about Kimmy being great. Yeah, um, and that's... But I don't yeah. know. I think, in my mind, I'm very excited to see Kimmy Antonelli this, like, perform this season uh, over the course mm. of this, the Formula 2 season. I think he's one of, genuinely, one of the most exciting junior drivers we can watch. And I think we are so yeah, blessed with the, tw- the, the current 2024 grid for Formula 2 being such a stacked grid and we're looking at we're, oh, like we're yes. looking at junior drivers who are so so talented like you're talking about drivers like Kimi Antonelli, Oli Behrman, Zach O'Sullivan, yeah. Zach O'Sullivan, like Paul Aaron, all of these drivers they, they are so talented, Gabriel Bortoletto, you know, Jack all Crawford, of the, Jack Crawford, all of yeah sorry I like had a name blank as I was saying it so I was like I'm trying to remember drivers I can't remember anyone but you know what? But like we're seeing the influx, Victor Martins even like he was the rookie of the mm. year last year. You know, there are so many good drivers in Formula Two this year, and it is so. This is why I was so mad. This is such a side ta- side track, but this is why I was so mad when yeah. Formula when Formula One rejected Andretti's bid to be the eleventh team on the F one grid. I was so like I was mad because. We need 11 teams in that F1 grid. We need 22 drivers racing every single race weekend. Because if you look, if you take one look at the junior series of Formula One, even any kind of category of motorsport, if you look across, like, just, like, blindly at every single form of motorsport, there is so, so, so much talent. And yet we we have, like we've said several times on this podcast, we have such a relatively young grid, obviously, besides Fernando, Lewis, like, Checo and Daniel, we have a pretty young and pretty like solid grid in F1 at the moment. And I don't see there being a way for like someone like for some drivers who are in junior academies or in Formula 2 and Formula 3 to break into that Formula 1 or like Jenna likes to say, they're a kind of exile to reserve driver purgatory. It's like they don't have they don't have the seats. And I think Formula 1 would benefit so, so, so much by an 11th team. And once again, Formula One wants to Americanize the sport, and what better way to Americanize the sport than having an all-American brand of Andretti being spot be and having the engine supplier being Cadillac, like that is the most American team. Like I don't care that Haas is American. Haas is not American in my mind. When you think when I think of Andretti and I think of Cadillac, I think America, Cars, the movie Cars. Like you know what I mean? Like that's just that's yeah. just like. And I think, yeah, I think Formula 2 this season, like like Katie said, Formula 2 is one of the hardest series to predict ever because, like, look at look at last year's, look at last year. Last year, halfway yeah. through the season, everyone thought that Fred Vesti was going to win and then he did it. Mm. Like, it's all about luck in junior series and you have to be really lucky in junior series. And I think, I don't know, 
I think that Kimi Antonelli will get enough points to fulfill a super license and ultimately take that spot. I've seen a lot of people, actually Oscar Piastri has said that he thinks Fernando Alonso is going to Mercedes, but I, like, I don't know. My thing with Fernando Alonso is he could realistically just go anywhere. Like I'm telling you that man is getting buried in the car. Like he is mm. like mm. his deathbed will mm. be the car. He's not like he's not retiring. Like he tried to retire back in the day and he came back. So you know what I mean? I think mm. but I don't know. I think I also have seen a lot of people say that Kimi Antonelli to, to go to Williams. But I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Work, yeah. It could work, like like it, like if you think about it with the whole George Russell situation. But I think the whole George Russell situation is a little bit more different in the sense that Valtteri already had a contract for that long and they wanted to put George in, which I understand. But I don't know. I think that's slack to Logan. And once again, I'm ready. 2024 is the year for Logan Sargent. Just you guys wait and see. Just you wait and see. I am a Logan. I used to not like Logan Sargent. And now I am Logan Sargent's like biggest fan so logan Sargent, 2024 is your year my man but katie what are your kind of do you have a podium prediction if you will for formula two for any race no no because no, no, i no. said I'm, I'm not willing to predict something yeah fair enough yeah i don't know i don't know like give me a race and then i'll know mm-hmm. you know and that whole momentum thing do you have one for bahrain oh, i've like in my mind, I'm just going off of like, you know, I'm looking at the testing. T- I'm looking at the, te- uh, yeah, I'm going off testing and testing was kind of like, it was all over the shop as well, which stressed me out. But even like, I don't know, I see Campos kind of being strong this year because oh, I'm yeah, looking I at, about the, them. Yeah. I'm looking at the last day of testing and they were kind of doing well. Like both Isaac and Pepe were like, do it, but P1 and team. P2. Yeah. That, and that's the thing, like, so many of the drivers in the Formula 2 grid are backed by Formula 1 teams. It is crazy. Like, we're talking about, like, you, like let me read you this list. Isaac Hadja, supported by Red Bull. Pepe, supported by Red Bull. Kushmini, supported by um, Alpine. Kimi Antonelli, supported by Mercedes. Zane Maloney, supported by um, Sauber now. He changed to Sauber, which was really strange. I didn't, I was, I was not expect. I was not expecting it. Um, and oh, Enzo Fittipaldi, he's still getting supported by Red Bull. Gabriel Bortoletto, supported by McLaren. Franco Colapinto, Williams. Victor Martins, Alpine. Jack Crawford, Aston Martin. Like, all of these drivers, like, every, like, yeah. there is at least one driver in every single team. If that's not good, both though. That's drivers. good. Yeah, yeah that's really it's, good. It's always good to see junior drivers getting, and that's the thing, like, once again, Junior series are so expensive, so it's always good to see them getting supported yeah. and stuff like, like that. But I'm excited. I, I I genuinely we're gonna sit here like probably a week from now and we're gonna be like, what the heck what was Bahrain? Like yeah. did we witness that and what happened? But yeah. Do you have any other do you have are you ready for your segment for your time to shine? I think I am. Yeah. Okay. Go I thought of on. this like while we were filming. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite part of a From the Field to the Track episode. It is time for the drive of your life question. You take a lot of drives in your life, so do the F1 drivers. Drive of your life is where I ask you guys a question about a drive that you might take in your life and then add a little bit of a twist to it. Today's drive of your life question is if you could. Wait, pick. What is it? I don't know. Uh, pick 
no, if you could pick one F1 driver, past or present, to go on to to drive around a busy city with no radio on and no like navigation system, oh, no. but they have to get you from A to B in a city that they have like never driven in before, but they just have to like go off their like gut. Like they've got to take you from like the outskirts to like center city. This is inspired by the fact that I've just moved from a very, very small town to a busy city. Okay, so um, I actually have no idea because I actually don't trust any of the drivers ever. But I think whenever I don't trust a driver, my default answer is um, Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel. Because he, once again, I say Sebastian Vettel is like my, is, I think he's like everyone's comfort driver. Like he is the safe driver. Like he's not going to put you in danger. He's not going to, like, harm you in any way, shape, or form. He's going to make sure you get there. And if you don't get there, you're going to have a good time along the way. You know what I mean? Like, so I think for that reason, I'd have to choose Sebastian Vettel because I don't trust, like, imagine Lando Norris or, like, Charles Leclerc. Like, those are the two that came to my mind first. Like, imagine Lando and Charles Leclerc, like, trying to drive you around, like, lost. I think I'd cry. I think I'd, I'd think I'd get out of the car and, like, get in a taxi somewhere because I don't think I would be emotionally prepared for that. But Katie, what's your answer? Listen, I need – here's what I need. That's what I always start okay, with. I need an unbothered king. Oh, I need God, s- <laughs> someone I just, like, that just doesn't care but also is, like, quite intelligent and quite, like, level-headed. Um, I'm picking Oscar Piestri. So. Oh, you've, you've changed Australians. You have. This is great. Uh, yeah, because Danny would be, like, he wouldn't – care like he, he, he would he care but like not enough he'd just be like oh we'll like if it takes us four hours it takes us four hours oscar has like the job in mind i need to get her. to point a like i need to get to point yeah, b from, from point, point a. a asap like yeah. you know what i mean like oscar is one of those people who doesn't mess around i understand yeah yeah yeah, yeah so that's all for today so that's all thank you oh so much gosh. for joining us very yes, excited so- see you guys very very, very soon. soon i'll hand it over to yana thank you for having me once again tiana <laughs> Having so this is my podcast too. Yeah. So once again, we've come to the end of the from the field to the track episode. Once again, we really hope that you enjoy the Bahrain Grand Prix and leave us any predictions or or thoughts that you have on the upcoming Formula One or Formula Two seasons, and we will read them all and we will we will share our thoughts on your opinions and make sure you watch the episode before this because it was a really exciting episode that I got to film with Hamda Al Khabasi literally. Died dead. I'm so can you sorry stop, I wasn't there. Can you stop dying while I'm saying I was dying while I'm filming this episode? <laughs> I'm if you've stuck along for this long on this horrific episode. <laughs> um, thank you so much and we love you. And Katie once again apologizes for not being able to be there on the Hamda episode. I but do. I wish sh- I could be. I was I was a busy wee thing. I was living my, my new uni. She life was there and- in spirit. Yeah, and I really wanted to, I promise, but I already had plans when Tiana told me, and I was like, oh, sorry, I, I, I can't be there, unfortunately. I was – Yeah, she doesn't love me, I was away from my room. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I, lo- Anyways. I do love you, and we love all of you, and we... thank you so much, Hamda, for coming on the show. It, yes. Like, made both of our years such – It literally so amazing, did. So, I actually um, started yeah, crying. It was great. It's horrific. But once again, thank you for watching another episode of From the Field to the Track. Make sure you like and subscribe to stay up to date. And we hope to see you in the next one. Bye.